Angelico cats, 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 Angelico cats. You good? No. Okay. Is the cat on the railway train? Scramble shanks the railway cat. What are we gonna rewatch that? No. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Scary Pair, a horror movie podcast between partners. I'm Nine. God is real. And you're... Opal. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, this week we did uh, The Conjuring 2013, directed by James Wan, starring Vera Farmiga, Patrick Wilson. Again. And Lily Taylor. James Wan on accident. Mm-hmm. I didn't plan this, I promise. <laughs> yeah, this will be uh, two episodes back-to-back by uh, James Wan. Yeah. But uh, this one, very different from the last one, I Yes, say. <laughs> about a decade of difference. Uh, we don't have a lot of news since our last episode. We've been a little busy, but it's fine. Yeah, new side hustle stuff going on. So my schedule's super weird. Yeah. Like we do these on weekends, and now like my weekends are more booked up. So it's like yeah. we're we're finding time to put it. We're not dead. We promise. Yeah, no, we're we're still. I still enjoy doing the podcast. I do. It's just it's. It's weird with new stuff going on. We're going to figure out a new schedule. You mentioned that it did not help that we watched this particular movie this time. (laughs) No, I think I made the comment that maybe I should pick something more interesting (laughs) next time. Um... But I guess uh, we can we can talk about we rewatched Gremlins too. We did. We were we were looking through movies. We were like, what should we watch? And we were looking through HBO, and we're like, Gremlins two could be fun, even though we watched that like two months ago. Yeah, but the thing is, we hadn't seen it before, and that's no. just gonna be like we had a... catching up to do on yeah. our Gremlins two rewatching. So yeah, I you know I like having our little movies that we like to return to. That we rewatch. I mean, oh, yeah. we don't do it all the time, but it's nice to have like a few. We have our ones for as, sure. As I get like older, I'm definitely more interested in like watching new stuff and like kind of filling in gaps and stuff like that and exploring. I like. I, like, uh, I prioritize new stuff, but every <laughs> once in a while, I'll go back to something. Yeah. Such as The Conjuring, which we had both seen. Uh, yeah, kinda. <laughs> um. So I guess the intro to this one, um, it's about Ed and Lorraine Warren. This has a lot of background to it that we'll like talk about, but it's one of those movies where it's like, this was totally a real story. And that's, I have an issue in that in itself, but <laughs> you already know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I guess let's, let's back it up a little bit. Let's, let's, let's tell the story. So... Uh, this movie is about, like, some paranormal investigators who go and investigate a haunting and save a family because God is real and so is the devil. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. We all want to be poltergeist. <laughs> um, it is based on, yeah, quote-unquote, real events. Um, Ed and Lorraine Warren are, like... Um, real people. 
They're famous, real people. Uh, Which I would question. I don't know if this movie wants you to know who they are or not. Because these characters yeah. aren't characters, but also, if you knew literally anything about these people, you would see that they're complete <laughs> flim-flim artists. Yeah, I mean, it's weird, right? Because, so I'll talk a little bit about the production history, but, like, Ed and Lorraine Warren are, um, they are a sham. They are, uh... Infamously a sham. Like, they're yeah. they're famous for Amityville, which famously one family tried to orchestrate for money, so... Yeah, and they were, like, kind of some of the big investigators for that. Yeah. Um, there's another one, which we'll talk about as we get into the movie. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, their thing is that they um, like to record everything. Um, so there are lots yeah, they, of... Yeah, they wrote a lot. That's why a lot uh, of people like to borrow their stories. Yeah, and they were, I mean, in the 70s, they were well-known. Like, they did have TV appearances on, like, the Johnny Carson show, where they would talk about this shit. Um, super religious. Um, yeah, and everything reflects that. Yeah, and, and it's very clear that, like, their particular brand of hokum or whatever is they come into situations where... There are difficult to explain events going on, and they come in wanting to prove that it is uh, uh, Satan. Satan doing it, and they are going to backfill as much of that as they can through pseudoscientific means to get you to, to believe that, basically. And that's it's their never, whole deal. It's never just ghosts. Why can't it just be ghosts? <laughs> are ghosts fucking boring now? It always has to be demons. We're going to talk about it this movie, but this movie in particular really cares about the distinction between ghosts and demons. They all do! Paranormal Activity <laughs> is very guilty of this as well. Um, we're obsessed with it being demons instead. It ghosts are boring. It can't be a haunting. It has to be a possession. It has to be demons. Um, because God has to be real. Because it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it, well. So, okay. So the story of how this movie gets made is a little is a little separate from that. So, um, like, a producer had, like, a treatment written based on uh, this story, which is, like, a quote-unquote real story. The family that this happened to was a real family. Oh, it's a real story. Uh -huh. I just don't think it happened. That's, that's correct, yes. Um... So they had this treatment. Um, they brought in scriptwriters Chad and Carrie Hayes um, to come in and kind of like punch it up a little bit. You might know them from The Turning. Oh, God. For real? Or the 2005 movie House of Wax. Mm, is that the one where Paris Hilton dies? I believe so. I think people are trying to like roll that one back and say that one's good now. <laughs> but right. I, I can't. I can't speak to that. Um, the Hazes, um, they're mostly responsible for turning this movie um, into a um, superhero movie about the Warrens. Yes, they um, they have superpowers. They're Christian superheroes. Yeah, the original script was much more focused on like the family and making them the center of the story. Um, the new script's kind of refocuses and makes the Warrens the protagonists and um, specifically, like, their whole brand of bullshit. Yeah. Um, I think if you're Hollywooding the story, maybe we can lose a few kids. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there are too many fucking kids in this house. They're not characters. 
Yeah, uh, we'll talk about this family, but it's like this huge family of, uh, and like nobody's, nobody's... Five girls, you know that house is a <laughs> fucking nightmare, and they would never lie about anything. Um, so, so at this point, and kind of the story of this movie, um, the project blows up. The studio puts it into production hell. Uh, it's not going to get made. Eventually, it ends up moving to New Line Cinema, who have this new hot director fresh off 2011's Insidious... James won. And they're like, yes, hey. They, they came back to back and they're very <laughs> similar movies. You could almost say yeah. they mirror each other. Yeah. But at least Insidious had the balls to actually put the devil in it. <laughs> yes. So they're like, okay, we'll make the movie. Um, Juan's going to direct. Um, you know, they get uh, Patrick Wilson, who who had just done a movie with Juan, obviously. So they get him back. Yeah. Um, so uh lorraine warren at this point was uh, still alive for uh, some fucking reason she visited the set for this movie that's she funny. was like an actual consultant um okay but i also read that the family also visited the set why did they need both of them <laughs> you just need someone who saw the house right so i think i think the reason they wanted it's to... like a courtesy thing like <laughs> hey this is a part of your world well, specifically for Mika, who plays uh, Lorraine, I think really wanted to like get inside her head a little bit and like inhabit the character. Oh, you don't want that. <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, so they made it in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can tell. Sure, sure. It does look <clears throat> desolate and depressing. Yeah, one hundred percent. Someone who's been in North Carolina, I feel like I can say this. Yeah, yeah, you can. <laughs> you, you saw it. It's swamp. It's the one place <laughs> that grows Venus flytraps organically. That's, That's how great. exciting it is. <laughs> um, so the movie gets uh, uh, promoted super heavily as based on a true story. Um, they, I mean, <clears throat> I feel like a lot of movies were doing this at the time. I think there's also like but, Exorcism of Emily Rose or whatever and like A Haunting in Connecticut or whatever, which is a great name for a movie. Okay, but the tagline uh, on, on uh, Letterboxd is... Based on the true case files of the Warrens, mm. which the true case files, huh? That's hmm. <laughs> there, there's a lot of uh, double speak and terminology that we will be yeah. <laughs> taking question. Um, but it's obviously like a pretty successful movie. Uh, made a bunch of money. Um, you know, made more than, like, The Purge, which was the other big movie. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember when this came out, but it was kind of a big deal when it came out. Yeah. People were really excited by the trailer, specifically, which just uses the best part of the movie. Yeah. Which is kind of a little bit of a crime. I mean... I don't like when trailers do that. Yeah. But also, it got people excited for the movie. Yeah, I mean, the the marketing and the promotion material, uh, for better or for worse, uh, worked, right? It like, extremely worked, People yeah. came out and saw this fucking movie. Like, my mom told me about this trailer. Yeah. Which I didn't need her to do, but... <laughs> um, it spawned, like, a little mini-franchise, um... Yeah, this is a... Oh, this is a whole world of Warren movies now. <laughs> yeah. They made a movie based off the ugly doll... Uh, they made a movie based off the ugly woman. They made a movie based... <laughs> Are there any other ugly people they made movies based on? Is there a... <laughs> we'll find out. Is there a new ugly Warrens person that we can make movies about? I, I do need to mention, like, this movie... Like... 
it thinks that uh, the Warrens are so sexy. They think they're really cool. They're Mary Sue's. They 100% are. Like I don't I don't know how you can be compelled by a movie where just like your main characters are perfect and never wrong. We're going to so we're going to talk about it as we get through the movie because it kept coming up as we were watching it where it's like there's no way to talk about this movie without talking about how it is like a particular brand of Christian propaganda. It rubs it in your face a lot you cannot avoid talking about it and i know a lot of people really wish we would and, but i cannot resist because it shoves it down your throat it really does and, and like in some ways it's really funny how they try and like um they they try and legitimize it because there are all these moments where you could really tell like oh this is uh something that happened that was really described by the Warrens in their journals, and they are pulling from that for this scene. You can tell. Um, But they have decided to shoot things in such a way where it's, like, the most generous interpretation of, like, a few lines of text in this Mm. book uh, to to make it seem as scary as possible and as oh. real as possible, that's and like ho- that's Hollywood. They're gonna punch it up. Absolutely, uh, but it just like if someone falls backwards in their chair in the room and they write that as like she flew out of her chair, they're gonna make that woman fly. Across yeah, the room. across the fucking room. Yeah. Um. So you know, it's unavoidable when you make a movie like this where you are pulling from. Um, quote-unquote real events, but that have a very heavy hand in uh, engineering the events to look a certain way, and then you add on the Hollywood engineering on top of that, that it's just a it's just a propaganda movie. There's no way to get around it. It, it is propaganda. <clears throat> so we will be discussing that presently. We have to get into the movie, though. Let's let's fucking get into it. We open on some roommates describing a haunting, specifically a haunted doll, to Ed and Lorian Warren. Um, like, I don't know, a fucking spirit medium inhabited the doll or something like that. This is a quote-unquote real case. Uh, the Warrens did about... <laughs> a lot of quote-unquote yeah, already. Yeah, about uh, Annabelle. The um, it was It's supposed to be a Raggedy Ann doll, but they get, like, the most creepy, scary-looking yeah, like, thing for this movie. I'm like, okay, that's not scary enough. I'm looking at Raggedy Ann, I'm like, she's not scary enough. Bring me back something that's scary. And they bring back this? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, don't be fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, this thing, it's just, it's... No one would ever buy this doll. What are you talking about? And these women, I don't know what age they're supposed to be. It's they're talking weird, about right? like being like nurses, but also like they have a doll and they're acting like kids. Like, yeah. I don't know why this keeps coming up in all these movies we watch. <laughs> um, uh, the, the Warrens explain that you don't have a haunting. You've got a demon. Demons have yeah. special rules, like they don't possess things and places, they possess people. At this point, I'd be more shocked if it was just a ghost. Because it's <laughs> never just a ghost anymore. It's never just a ghost, but also, like, there is something really um, obvious about, like, the, the Christian people being like, no, you don't have a haunting. You've got Satan. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's no ulterior motive for yeah. them saying that. No, is what you're saying. not at all, not at all. Um, it turns out the Warrens are, like, telling the story as, like, a speech at, like, a college. Like, it's a lecture. Um, 
uh, and we get some text on the screen. Oh, text! I forgot. I forgot about the text on the screen, which is always our favorite. It's always hilarious. I always love it when the movie becomes a book. (laughs) We had uh, we were cracking a few jokes, laughing at this text because it's like the Catholic Church considers (laughs) Uh, Ed Warren Warren a demonologist. Which is a fake job. <laughs> Which yes. isn't a job. Yeah, the, the the text is like, oh, Ed Warren, one of the only unordained people to be recognized by the Catholic Church as a demonologist. And it's like, that kind of falls apart when you realize that his job is to um, wave a flashlight around and pretend the devil exists. <laughs> I could be recognized as a sandwich artist. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. <coughs> So that's our that's our intro to the Warrens. Um, cut to 1971. It's Harrisville, Rhode Island. A family are moving into a spooky house. Yeah, it, uh, it's like this house is about to fall over. It's so ridiculously disheveled. Yeah. Uh, April, one of the daughters, finds a haunted music box. She found a, har- a haunted <laughs> artifact from Cabin in the Woods. This is like... Oh, the cabin in the woods uh, engineers the were, the woods. they were really working on this one. They're like, all right, the family's going to pull up to the obviously haunted house. They're going to find the obviously haunted artifact. They're going to, we're going to begin the story. Yeah, this, this, we bet on the haunted Victorian child on the cork board. And this yeah. is what summons him. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's some spooky shit in the cellar. It's all boarded up. Uh... Uh, the next morning, all the clocks are stopped, and the family members are like, it smells weird. The temperature's wrong. <laughs> Just it, like... I mean, old houses do smell bad. You have moved into an old house. You have, like, seven children. They the, are all the farting. children fucking stink, that's right. <laughs> it's probably weird and drafty. The clocks are probably broken. Um, <laughs> no, but it's... The witching hour. <laughs> uh, one of the little uh, daughters finds their dog dead. Okay. Rip to this dog. Okay. All of these movies also always kill off the dog first. Always first, huh? Which I, I posture. It's because they believe they don't have souls, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to address that. <laughs> I really want to address that. But first... <laughs> Uh, the reason I think they kill the dog first. Because it's fake stakes. Exactly. It's because they can introduce a lethal violence without it being used against a person. So it okay, lets you know that like answer. it lets you know that it's like for real. But I think my funny answer is <laughs> the dogs don't have souls. Christians don't think that animals have souls. So they always die first. Which I was out. As soon as my Christian friend told me this. She Wait, had... that's a real thing. Someone no, told she... you. She told me, like, I love my dog, Maggie, but she's not going to heaven. <laughs> Rip to Maggie. I know. Uh, okay, I'm like, that's okay, great. you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, what does that mean to you? Why are you crazy for that one? Uh, um, anyway, uh, a reporter comes to visit the Warrens. Uh... They have a house full of haunted objects, including the Annabelle doll. This seems like you're asking for it. Yeah, a little you're bit. You're asking for it too hard. 
Well, I think the reason that they have this is because Ed and Lorraine and Warren do famously have, like, a museum with all of their haunted objects in it. Now, does this museum have an entrance fee? You know, it just might. Mm. Uh, so, I, I think this is them trying to call out, like, ooh, this is a thing about the Warrens that is public knowledge, is that they hoard... Haunted artifacts. artifacts. Yeah. So we, we learned that about them. Uh, Lorraine is, um, well, Ed said something happened to her during an exorcism. Don't worry. We will have it explained in detail to us later. No, we won't. Nothing... What are you talking about? <laughs> Nothing happened, though. The thing is, like, it's explained later and it's like. Is it? She had a vision during an exorcism and it was bad. That's not an explanation. <laughs> Um, okay. We'll make five movies about this later. Yeah, absolutely. We gotta save for the movie, for the franchise. Do you think they knew? Obviously. Obviously, right? They were trying to make this PG-13. They were trying, apparently, They were trying to make bank with this, and they were, I don't, it didn't take long for those other movies to start coming out. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, one at this point is in his full, like, I'm gonna do horror franchises so that i could go work on aquaman or whatever uh so i believe it a horror in itself yeah yeah um uh back at the spooky house the daughters are getting pranked by the ghost uh they're tugging on their feet there is a lot of feet in this movie it's weird right there's a specifically adolescent feet yeah why are we showing all these kids feet on and then mom's feet Mom's feet as well, yeah. But also... And also I, dead people's feet. It's everyone's fucking feet. <laughs> everyone's... No one's uh, toes are safe. Uh, specifically, no women's toes are safe. Ooh, because... you're right. There are no there men's are toes. There are no men's toes in this Ooh, movie. Ooh, that's criminal. A little bit. It does make you ask... It does beg the question, Okay, it? my theory was, like, they had to have their legs out so that you can show them, like, being tugged on. They could wear socks or, or uh, onesie or something. You're they so right. all have their feet out. You're so right. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. Moving on from that. Um, dad wanders around the haunted house. One of the daughters is sleepwalking and banging her head against the dresser. <laughs> we, we know our history with sleepwalking at this point, don't we? Oh, what? You want to roast me again for wandering I, around? I can only do so much, right? <laughs> yeah. At least I don't bang my head on the wall. If you did, though, I wouldn't be surprised. That's a little scary. <laughs> you didn't do that much. No. You don't even do it anymore. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, we, we got rid of the ghost. Uh, the next day, mom's got a weird bruise. A pigeon flies into the side of the house. This used to happen to my grandma- grandparents' house all the time. <laughs> okay. Is there anything more to that story or just... It never happened to the, any other other houses or any other houses that I've ever been to. It was just that one. Maybe it was maybe it was magnets or something. <laughs> maybe it was the magnetic force that just maybe, forced birds to dive bomb into the windows. Large bay windows. <laughs> maybe that was it. <laughs> I think we figured it out. Um, birds are stupid. Uh, April, the the little daughter, is talking to Rory, her imaginary friend. Uh, she's 
uh, playing around with mom. When you were when you were like doing the imaginary friend thing when you were a kid, you were making it up, right? As opposed to <laughs> no, just like <clears throat> you know, you're lying. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You're just like telling lies for fun. Well, which I still do. I don't think I think about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I thought about it in those terms. Like, an imaginary friend was, like, an established, like, cultural thing that people talked about. Yeah, like, people would talk about, like, yeah, kids have imaginary friends. Go make one up. Yeah, so I did. And I was like, well, it's not fake. I'm just making up an imaginary friend like you do. You know? So it's not lying. I was definitely lying, though. I knew I was lying. <laughs> you know, we've established on the podcast, like, once every three episodes that you like to lie for fun. It's not every episode? Well. <laughs> uh, um, she plays a game of hide-and-seek with her mom that's spooky. This is a made-up hide-and-seek game. <clears throat> which... I do, I do, we'll talk about, I want to talk about the scene because it's a good scene. Yeah. But I have to talk about the made-up hide-and-seek game. Yeah, we have to talk about the made-up hide-and-seek game. <laughs> uh, which is called Hide and Clap. Um, I don't think this one sounds fun. They make sure to explain the rules of it to you. Like three times. Like three times, and very obviously, as they are playing the game. Um, because this isn't a real game. <laughs> I don't think so, but like a lot of families and like little groups will have fake hide-and-seek spinoffs like that. Sure, I mean, it's just like, like Marco did, Polo did you, or whatever. Did you ever have sardines? I have no fucking clue what that is. It's reverse hide-and-seek, where like, one person hides and then everyone looks for them and then as you find them, you all hide in that same place with them mm, until like, the fun. last people are trying to find them. It's good. We all have our offshoots of hide-and-seek, so I believe it. Yeah, my, my but big... But this, this one doesn't sound fun. So my big one was Marco Polo. Yeah. Which I would play uh, at I the... mean, the one they're doing is basically Marco Polo, but stupid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just stupid. Uh, so I would play it at the um, local uh, community pool Yeah. Uh, during summer camp. Mm-hmm. And my secret strat, my way of, of winning Marco Polo is you're swimming around in the pool. Someone says, Marco, I'm underwater. <laughs> so they can't hear me say Polo because I'm like... Oh, that's cheating. <laughs> you're the worst. Why? I don't know. I was underwater. <laughs> you... That's dastardly. Uh, yeah, that's how you feel, along with several of my young friends who <laughs> refuse to play with me for doing shit like that. Yeah, because you're cheating. It's not cheating. It is cheating. I was under the water. What do you want me to do? Okay, write us and tell us if you think that's cheating. <laughs> Listeners. Uh, anyway, so to describe the actual scene, uh, the, the, the mom is following, like, claps around the house while she's blindfolded. Uh, which leads her into her daughter's bedroom, and then a pair of hands come out of the dresser and clap. Um, and then the mom takes off her blindfold, and then her daughter runs in uh, from another yeah, room. Yeah, <laughs> And it's like, I think Ooh. that's, yeah, that, the the use of the hide and clap thing is very good in this. Yeah. It's, it's the good scenes, and it's the scenes that were in the trailer. It's unsettling. It's, it's, it's good. Yeah. Everyone loves ghost hands. Everyone does love ghost hands. Just disappearing right. ghost hands. Everyone also, loves this them. game would be over in like 10 seconds. You want it to last all night and someone to cry at the end. Also, she like wastes so many. You get like three claps. I know. She wa- she's so wasteful of the claps. Well, it's because she's playing with the youngest <clears throat> one who no one wants to play with because she's a little bit stupid. This is your 
your read on this situation. Yeah. yeah. That's what you do as a parent. <laughs> great. Great. Okay. Um, that night, the girls uh, continue to get ghost pranked. Uh, Christine thinks she sees something in the room. Christine's lying. Uh, but Nancy's like, I don't see anything. Which, you, I know you write down all these names. I could not tell you who the fuck is <laughs> Yeah, I tried to write it down, but, like, these girls don't amount to anything. There's, like, a bunch of them. Um, they don't, like, they're not characters. I don't care if it's based on a true story. Start killing some of these kids. <laughs> uh, well, also, like, this one in particular is such a, oh, um... The Warrens interviewed them, and they were like, yeah, one of the girls said she saw something in a room, but the other girl who was in a room didn't see anything. And that's, like, one line in their, like, memoir or whatever. Uh, sure. But it turns into this big, spooky, scary scene with music, and it's all drawn out, and you can't see what's in the corner behind the door. And it's just nothing. It's just made it, up. <laughs> it couldn't be because we're over the age of... 13 and we still have to share rooms because we have too many fucking kids so one of them wants a little bit more attention couldn't be right couldn't be that no no it's a haunting for sure (laughs) um um dad picks this moment to leave town for work he doesn't though uh he 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 does but it's for like one scene i know he he basically (laughs) doesn't leave (laughs) yeah um Ed gets called out to investigate a case, but uh, when Lorraine wants to come along, he's like, but honey, it could happen again. <laughs> Even though she's the one with superpowers, they're, they're right? We'll <laughs> talk about this when they, we get to Lorraine's powers. She has like, fucking powers. But like, they're being so like, oh no, Lorraine? She, she has a tragic past. She, she could get in trouble if she comes to the investigation. She could get hurt. Uh, but, like, <laughs> well, we talked about it earlier. Like, the only thing is, like, they were doing an exorcism and she freaked out one time. That's all you're going to get. <laughs> and he's like, I can't let this happen to my wife ever again. I mean... Wife guy Patrick Wilson. You kind of buy the both of them, right? When you hire them. If only one showed up, I'd be so mad. The Warrens? Yeah, if you only got Ed, I'd be like, fuck off, give me the one with powers. I know, give me the fucking one with powers! <laughs> uh, anyway, they tell, uh, this scene that we're going to talk about is in the movie just so that we can show how um, scientific and not phony the Warrens are. Because it is just a scene of them telling a family, like, oh yeah, you don't have a ghost, you have, like, noise in these pipes or whatever. Because otherwise, I might think they're lying. Yeah, you might think like, well, well, but how do I know that they're credible scientific investigators? And it's but, like... Okay, then how bad at lying does the families they turn down have to be? <laughs> because, because we have to have a scene where they're like, you know, most of the time nothing's really haunted. And, you know, we, we, we know what we're doing. We're doing these scientific... Ma- Ed is like, oh, because of the fucking barometric pressure in the pipes, it causes them to just shake because no. of the breeze and the wind. No, I think they're turning down all the ghosts because they don't care about ghosts. <laughs> yeah, they only care about demons. Back in haunted land, mom uh, gets uh, pranked some more by ghost claps uh, and pictures are falling off the walls. 
Yeah, it's a good ghost clap. It's mostly jump scares. This movie yeah. relies on a lot of jump scares. Yeah, it's very telegraphed anytime there anything's gonna happen. There are a few happen. good ones, but for the most part, I think it's kind of... Yeah. Uh, the, the, this culminates in one. Um, she gets like drawn down into the basement and knocked down the stairs. And then a ball gets thrown out at her. Very changeling. Yeah, I, I, well, but you see it, like, very directly, which is really good. Uh, I think, I think that bit's good. Then all the lights go out, and she's, like, lighting matches, and then hands come from, like, behind her head to clap, and it's like, ooh. That's good. That's good. This is good. You know, like, James Wan, a little bit too good for this movie. A little bit. I feel like I have, uh, the notes of Insidious that I like more. He's just a good visual storyteller. Like yeah, he's, I, I agree he, with that. He creates a lot of good visual moments for you to go that like, That is the strength of it, is yeah. its visual moments. Yeah, as much as like I'm constantly at odds with this movie because of what it is, uh, he, he does manage to like get me on the edge of my seat a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you can't even like, really completely hate it because sometimes, yeah. it yeah, when it's the, good, it's good. The, but the, when it's bad, it's bad. The craft part of it, I think, is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, upstairs, Cindy is banging her head against the dresser again, and when her sister, like, moves her away, the dresser bangs back. <laughs> Does bang back! <laughs> and a little ghoulie jumps out. <laughs> it is a ghoulie on top of the dresser, but at one point, at, on night number question mark do you just let her start doing it <laughs> i think it depends on if i can sleep through it or not oh yeah if it's my room no way <laughs> yeah no like i'm sleeping in here <laughs> get your own room to bang your head on the wall yeah at this point <laughs> we jump to a lecture by ed warren where he says that fear is defined as a feeling of agitation and anxiety caused by the presence and imminence of danger. No, caused by ghosts, you mean. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, he's giving his lecture to a bunch of college students. Uh, we see some video of stuff that never happened. <laughs> it is just like, here's some stuff I made up. Yeah, here's some stuff we made up for the movie based on a true story. <laughs> Um, we also learn about the three stages of demon activity. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Give it to me. Step Here, one. I just saw this movie. <laughs> Step one. Infestation. A.K.A. the fake shit. What? The, the bangs on the walls. The Are the other steps not made the, up? Oh, this is so weird. We're haunted. The, the innocuous garbage. Okay. Next step. Oppression. Oh. Targeting of weakling. Oh, like, systematic? Yeah. Oh. This is when the demon decides it's you. The white devil? I'm looking at you, and I'm going in there. <laughs> Why did you suck me up like that? He's, he's not sucking you up, he's going into you. Oh. He's getting in there. Okay, yeah. Which means that, <clears throat> step three, possession. Oh, I thought it was all possession. Nope, that's step three, uh, you, you know what possession is. Do I? Wink. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, he does, he, to be clear, he does not explain what happens during possession. <laughs> in oh, the lecture, yeah, okay. In the lecture. Um, okay. Uh, mom has come to the lecture because she's like, you gotta help me. My family. And they're like, oh, we don't want to, but okay. Uh, 
god. You can tell this is a period movie because our dress is so ugly. No one looks good in any of their outfits. No one serves cunt. Well, me. Maybe we're a little bit spoiled because we've been watching Succession. And I do really like the outfits in that show. Mm, but Lorraine's collar later. Maybe that's a moment. Maybe. Maybe maybe Lorraine's servant. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, all the family sleeping downstairs. There's bad smells and uh, three knocks and other fake shit. Um, Stinky kids, etc. It's time. <clears throat> it's time to learn about Lorraine's gifts. powers, gifts. Oh yes, <laughs> gifts. <laughs> um, we find out that she is clairvoyant, uh, which is another kind of fake thing. Uh, and she's like, "Oh, I'm getting vibes. They're bad." We knew someone who claimed to be psychic. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, Yes, we. I guess we did. That person was a liar. They're they're not a good person. They were a very bad person. They're a very bad person, you could say. I still you could, think you could say it was pathological. I still think all the time about not unrelated to that person who threatened to burn down our house. <laughs> I still think all the time about that one contestant on a reality show who's like, "I'm psychic, by the way," and then just left the show. After making an incorrect prediction. Oh! The Traitors, <laughs> yeah. Australia. But she got two right. She did Which get two right. Which is as good as you can do as a psychic. Yeah, you can get it a little bit right. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can name like five people and have it be two of them. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Ed sits down. He's going to do a recording with the family where they're going to tell the story. Uh, and Lorraine's talking with uh, April, the little girl, and she's like, here's my haunted music box. And Lorraine's like, ooh, there's a ghoulie in your music box. This music box never amounts to any good scares. No. All of them are terrible. The, the like, music box scare is that you're supposed to, like, look in the little uh, compact mirror that opens up, and you see a ghoulie behind you. This is, like, the only time we really get one. Uh, it's not scary. No, it's not. It's a little boy who looks like he's about to beg for porridge. It looks like if you, um, like, aged He looks like down, he's waiting for the Xbox. He looks like he, he's, like, the, the cherubic aged-down version of any emo band from, like, 2003. Ooh, he is a little Gerard Way. <laughs> if Gerard Way were, like, Peter Pan. Yeah. Yeah. Never grew up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, the Warrens are like, house is haunted. Uh, Lorraine specifically says, you've got a dark entity. I saw it when I walked in. And then in. the movie does you a big favor by showing you the CGI shadow behind uh, them, Yeah, it replays scenes you've already seen with, like, a, a dark uh, CGI blob uh, behind some of the characters. That's Satan. <laughs> um, Ed's like... I want to do an exorcism, but we got to get the church's authority. Because we're not ordained. They've... Okay. I know about the exorcism industry. Uh -huh. They've, we've never needed permission by anyone. Well... People just do them all the time for fun. I mean, yes. Uh, I guess the, the thing about the Warrens is that they are specifically Roman Catholic. 
So they, yeah, they so really they give want a shit. the they want the brand name <laughs> exorcism. Yes. They really they want the Gucci exorcism. They really care about the fucking Pope signing yeah. off on this shit. The Vatican. Yeah. Um. Uh, they uh, are about to leave, and he tells the family, "Like, hey, maybe get your kids baptized." This is where it starts. <laughs> this yeah. is where it fucking starts. This is where it begins. Hey, why don't you convert to Christianity? That will solve some of your problems. Just a very real thing. That the, the girl who told me that her dog didn't have a soul also tried to tell me to get baptized. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't do it. That would have sucked. I'm baptized, so all I have to do is just say I'm sorry on my deathbed and I'm good. Oh, okay. <laughs> no matter how much I ruin you. Yeah. It's not going to rub off on me, is it? I, uh, I don't think that's how baptism works. No, <laughs> I think it's kind the of important that you The water isn't in like it. your pores. No, I think I, <laughs> I don't think I can baptize you by proxy. Oh, okay, that's good. I don't want to catch it. <laughs> anyway, um, they uh, go home and do some fake research about witchcraft, uh, mixed in with some real research about actual people who died. Okay. I did my own research. <laughs> please, please, can hit me? Okay, they, they talk about a real woman here. Uh-huh. To their credit. To their absolute credit. Yeah. She was investigated for stabbing her baby. Mmm, well. She was investigated for doing uh, spells by townspeople. But also, that's like a small town thing and she killed her baby. People kill their babies all the time, for any reason. <laughs> it doesn't have to be spellcraft, but... Yeah, Casey Anthony's not a witch. Uh, not according not according to Nancy Grace. <laughs> um, okay. So but, you know you know, she died of the ripe old age of old. Yeah. She was fine. <laughs> sure. Couldn't make charges never stuck. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Just yeah. like Casey Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh um we get some moans from the tape recorder um and it's time for a fucking this this sequence right here is the most superhero movie sequence in the fucking movie you want to be poltergeist so bad <laughs> this guy wants to direct aquaman so bad so we're going to i don't think this have, has anything to do with aquaman we're going to have a montage of the warren crew this is, where, the, this is where the movie grinds to a halt. Because <laughs> they have fucking employees or whatever, and they are going to go and set up their recording equipment around the house, and they put little bells on doors, uh, and we get a montage of that with some catchy music over yeah. it. Yeah. You know, shit's going down music. Yeah, like, it's yeah. fucking Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lorraine gets some visions. When is it she getting visions? Uh, there's a haha comedy scene about the cop pissing that I think you uh, were too distracted by trying to do research. I to... was trying to do research. <laughs> I was doing important research. Yeah, uh, it's fine. It's fine. It doesn't amount to literally anything. I don't care. <laughs> uh, Ed busts out some crosses and holy water to, quote, piss <laughs> off. Yeah, this the is ghosts. a reactionary movement. Yeah, he's like, they don't like it. So yeah. I put it up. Owning the lids. <laughs> yeah, I, I put up a Trump sign in my front, yard, my, my front yard to own the ghosts. Yeah, they hate that. Um, the cellar door opens on its own, so they go in to investigate. This time. 
Um, it's time to own the ghost. It's time. It's time for another James Wan directorial uh, flourish. We're gonna cut to found footage. Ooh, it does become found footage, though. You're right. <clears throat> we get POV of the camera. Uh, Ed is waving a metal rod around. It just okay. It. I said this to you. It just made me want to watch a good found footage exorcism movie from this exact same era, which is the last exorcism. Yeah, totally. You know, you know what this movie made me want to watch again? What? Deadstream. Yeah, okay. That's like way, way more fun than this movie. It is. And it's also about terrible people getting owned by ghosts. <laughs> that's I don't know if that's <clears throat> what this movie is about. I think it's about the love of God. Uh anyway, Lorraine's stummy hurt. Uh things are uh uh but this this uh doesn't count as things being super haunted. Everyone kind of kind of leaves and goes back upstairs. And it's only like, a little haunted now. They're like, well, huh, you, you never know. Like, sometimes on the day when you want it to work, it just doesn't work. Yeah, they're know? shy. Everyone's like, we're, we're normal, smiley face. Um, Lorraine gets spooked by a sheetman. Oh, you! this made you laugh. The, <laughs> the CGI me, sheet person. This made me laugh out loud. She's, like, doing the fucking clothespin laundry, and she, like, shakes out a sheet... And all of a sudden, it just becomes the silhouette of a man, and then it flies away. <laughs> I think it could have been good if it didn't linger for so long on the CGI it, sheet person. It is. It is just looks so fucking goofy and stupid, and I realized they're like trying to make me go, ah, ah. <laughs> but instead I went. Ah. I bet it played so, well in the theater, though. I, I bet. I bet, yeah, I bet, I bet some thirteen-year-olds were really scared. Uh. Mom, uh, at the same time, gets grabbed by a ghoulie who pukes into her mouth. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah I love like that. that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lorraine goes in to check on her, and she's like, I'm normal now. Wink. Yeah. 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 Um, so now we're in The Exorcism. We're in a yeah. different movie that's better. Yeah. <laughs> Another movie that I wish this movie was. Uh, Ed and the dad have a scene where he's like, uh, uh, Ed is like, you know, <laughs> Lorraine... She's traumatized. Are, are, you, are we finally going to talk about that? Are we finally going to go into that? I don't ask. <laughs> For real, <laughs> Little words he Actually. says. Actually. He's like, he's like, yeah, we were doing an exorcism. She saw something. It freaked her the fuck out. The husband is like, what did she see? And he goes, I don't ask. I don't know. And I don't ask. I wish for the movie you would. <laughs> I wish for the movie you would tell us. Anyway. <clears throat> uh, one of the crew of the Warrens is like this cop who gets spooked by a ghost. Uh, it's a maid who was described earlier who slit her wrists. Very bloodlessly one of slit the, her wrists. One of the real people that died. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I knew there were suicides. And there were other, like, terrible things that yeah, happened in yeah. the real house. But... Yeah. Yeah, this isn't one of the fake things that they made up for the movie. Okay. <laughs> we're just throwing them in there. Yeah. Um, everyone freaks out because the ghosts are on the move. Uh, one of the daughters gets locked in a bedroom and they hear the ghost whispering. There's a lot of just, like, locking people in. Yeah, this ghost loves to just slam a door shut and have someone and be stuck in a room. it doesn't amount to anything. No, like, they never do anything. Like, you could anything. turn the room into a blender and, like, blend them up into blood and stuff, but no. They just got stuck for no, a little bit. No, nobody's gonna get blended up into blood. This isn't a fun movie. I know, I wish it had <laughs> blood in it. I wish someone would die. 
they break down the door and find the daughter missing, uh, but they find a secret passage hidden in the dresser. Uh, no, the... she just went into a hidey hole. Yeah, she's she's on the other side. She's fine. I know what this is like for you to lose your daughter in a small hole. Yeah, because this happened to our cat one time. <laughs> <laughs> there are these little like gaps underneath our cabinets in our kitchen. Day one of moving in, I hear a cat in my walls. I'm like, that's Raven? my cat. That's my cat in my wall. Raven, where are you? And no, she just, she's not anywhere. She just crawls out like nothing happened. Yeah, she just crawls out of the hole in the floor. So we taped that up and it never happened again. Yeah, but, but we that know. was wild. We briefly knew what it was like to lose our daughter in a hole. <laughs> a hole in the wall. Um, Lorraine climbs uh, climbs into the hole and finds the spot where the music the music box was, along with the noose. They didn't take that out with the person. Nope. Let that one in. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, she falls through uh, the floor into the basement. Uh, she has some ghost jump scares. Yeah, she finds more ghosts in the basement. I, I could describe these ghost jump scares to you, but it's... It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Like, nothing really happens. Uh, they get her out of the basement, but she's like, oh! <laughs> I fucking figured it out. The ghost is gonna possess the mom... To kill one of the daughters. Which we hadn't established up until that point. Any any kind of pattern or anything that they would want you to believe had happened. She figures this out because the ghosts are saying words like, she made me do it. But also people just kill them fucking selves. <laughs> like, what's, what was that I mean, for? I mean, I guess they are calling back to the, the woman who did kill her daughter, who, who was a real person in the house. Is what they're calling back to? Perhaps. <laughs> um, but anyway. Um, uh, in the middle of this, we get the classic um, hair moving in a ghost movie scene. Oh, it's a really bad one, though. It's not really a good one. I do think it's kind of neat that like the daughter gets dragged along the floor by her hair, but then it's kind of stupid that they stop it by cutting her hair. <laughs> yeah, like that was the, that yeah. was the point of yeah. the... Her being dragged. That's, also, it's like funny CGI hair. It, it is funny CGI hair, yeah. But it, it looks like the actual like actress was like rigged to something and like dragged around. Yeah, it's fun. the practical bit of that, yeah, is yeah. cool. Um, the family are like, uh, we're going to leave. Uh, and Lorraine has a vision of her daughter uh, dying. She's barely in the movie, by the way. That's why we haven't mentioned her. No, she's not a very good actor either. There was, like, one scene earlier where she's like, I like to sneak into the room of curios and diddle the ghost haunted objects. And Dad's like, don't do that. I mean, whatever happens, happens. Right? You're <coughs> the one with the fucking ghost curio Kind of asking for it. I know. That's why I'm saying. Uh, the Warrens show their video evidence to a church guy who's like, I'll be calling the Pope about this. <laughs> I'll push it through. Me to the Pope. Yeah. In particular. I've, I know him. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll give him a call. Um, um but uh let's see. Oh yeah, so their daughter, the Warren's daughter, is in trouble with the ghoulies now. But she gets rescued. Yeah, this amounts to nothing. Yeah. The ghoulies like come after their daughter and then they save her. We had to have, like, three scenes establishing that her daughter was in danger so that they could save her for this one bit. That doesn't amount to anything. No, it doesn't amount to anything. Because no one ever <laughs> fucking dies, and there's no stakes in this movie. That's right. 
Um, but at the same time, uh, the mom drives off with two of the daughters to, I don't know, kill them. Probably to kill it. I mean. She's taking them back to the house. to. She, I don't she know, brought two them. of them so she has like a backup. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, I got to get as many as I can. I had so many of these things. Well, fuck it. I'll take two. <laughs> the best the best part about this bit is like they have no way to show this happening in a way that feels believable. So they just have the Warrens pull up and then the family comes out and they're like, uh, she took them. Mom took them. She just took them and drove off. Like yeah. that, yeah. Anyway, um, the Warrens are like, "We're gonna do this together." L- Lorraine won't. She's she's gonna come, even though she could get hurt. Yeah, they need her. She's the one with the superpowers. She's got the stuff. Uh, they arrive just in time to stop the mom from killing one of her daughters with a pair of scissors. Uh, they try and drag her out of the house, but she starts getting burns. And Lorraine is like, the witch will kill her. She won't let her leave. <laughs> she won't let her leave, so they, they uh, keep her. This is our contrivance for this scene. Yeah, uh, mom, a uh, demon wrestles with people. Um, you know, <laughs> It's kind of funny. I mean, we're this is the best part of any exorcism movie. It's but... not, though. Not in this one. In other exorcism okay. movies, yes, but this goes on for way too long. Okay, but what is the best part of this movie? <laughs> okay yeah sure the little james wand collapse scene i'll give you that uh this little bit is good she's like wrestling with people she takes a bite out of the cop which nice yeah uh it's it's the first blood you see i think, I think like some of the only blood you're gonna see well she, well she spews yeah some yeah. blood which is good uh they subdue her but they don't have time to get a priest to do the exorcism so ed's like I gotta take care of this myself. Now, this part, do you think all the Christians that were, like, on board would find this offensive? That they're like, no. No, because this guy's, like, Superman. I guess so. He's the guy who's so Christian that he can do an exorcism, even though he's not ordained. Because he's like the, so cool. Isn't that, like, the whole thing, though? Like, you gotta have, like, a ceremony He's so cool and sexy and hates Satan so much that he could do it. Lorraine says... You can do it. Okay. <laughs> uh, he starts reading some Latin. Uh, the demon gets real mad at that. It is funny, though. He is reading it like like sometimes white people like speak Spanish sometimes I, here in California. I, I took Latin in high school because I went to like a fancy high school and uh, I registered. Oh, you went to a Catholic high I school. Did, I did, and all of the language classes were full, so the only one who was open was Latin because no one That's wanted to take it. That's why you took Latin. Exactly. Uh, and I gotta say, uh, this is not very good pronunciation. Ignis, no me <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, this is like an extended exorcism sequence. It's this a is really drawn out. Th- this is the part of the movie that is not the best part about this. Is like this is just like it's too much. It's this is the part that I hate about this movie. There's, like, there's nothing going on. They like put a bag over this woman's head just so that you don't get to see anyone emoting as they're being exercised, which would be like the most interesting part. It's just like, she's in a chair. The chair floats up in the air. She spews some blood. Like, okay. She does, she pulls out all the little tricks. All the little Satan's tricks. 
Satan's tricks. Yeah. Like Joker's trick. Yeah, like begging the husband to like let her go and he has a brief moment where he's like, Oh, I'll stop you and then the Warrens are like, No. That's really funny because uh they did get kicked out of their house because they were egging on the wife too much. And that's how that case ended for them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for real, not kidding. Yeah. Because maybe it was bad for her. <laughs> maybe. maybe. It wasn't great in that house for the women in it. Maybe. Well. Well. Uh, anyway. Um, the ghost uh, spins mom around a little bit, knocks some shit over, makes a gun go off. Yeah, they pull out a gun. Um, she finds out where one of the uh, daughters is in the house, which is under the floor. And How did she get under there? Little. Because the mom didn't do it. She didn't know she was there. No, the, the mom brought the her there. The ghost didn't know she was there. No, the mom brought her there and then lost her. And the little girl went and hid in the walls. I, I'm i going to need a map. <laughs> um, she, she scrambles around in there. Um, but they have one scene uh, where everyone... Okay, uh, she's she has the daughter. She yeah. has the scissors. She is out of reach of, of everyone. Every character. There's no reason this daughter doesn't die. Uh, everyone yells a little bit at her. Uh, Lorraine touches her on the head and is like, Do you remember the beach? <laughs> Do you remember that you love your family? Yeah, because it's her fault this is yeah, happening. It's because she's weak. I know. That's always the funny thing with like exorcism stuff that like covers all their bases. Like, yeah, it's Satan, but it's also you. Uh, so she, she yells a bit, uh, and she's normal. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, she's normal now. Everything's cool. <laughs> she hugs her whole family. She says, I love you so much. I believe in God now. The Warrens, uh, congratulate themselves. <laughs> Literally, uh, Ed is like, great job, Lorraine. Lorraine's like, great job. Yeah. Yeah. We made a whole bunch of money off this one. Uh, as the good music plays. <laughs> um, and they return home. And Ed puts the music box in his haunted objects room. And his wife is like, we got a case up in Long Island. Wink. Oh, God. Because they have an evil horror happens in Long Island. Yeah, a bunch of crock of shit. <laughs> and then we close with some text on the screen. I know. That's the best way to end any the be- movie. The best way to end with any movie. With reading. With a quote from Ed Warren about how God, God is, is real. real. God is real, the devil is real. Um, and then we show some actual photos of the Warrens and the real family that this happened to. Yeah. And roll credits! Let's in the That's movie! It, yeah. Oh. Yay! Yay! <laughs> did, it's over. How did you how did you feel about it? You know, we we gave it a hard time, but We did. It's like a perfectly serviceable mid movie mm-hmm. yeah i guess like it depends on like what your definition of a mid movie is this is my definition it is it doesn't make any statements you're just there I-, I guess what i mean is this is a mid movie in the sense that like however you feel about mid movies is probably how you feel about this movie it's perfectly not good or bad I would argue oh. 
that because it is about the Warrens, it does push it into the bad for me. I know. There's a lot like, going against it with the, like, true story stuff. I think that is its biggest crimes. And you could have just made up a story, like, loosely based on, like, one of their stories and not said anything about it. 100%. Lose a couple kids. Who cares? 100% because I think... So, first of all, this movie is, like, a waste of James Wan. He's doing... He's trying to do some cool shit in this movie. I would, I would argue against that myself because I think he is... The good parts. That's what I mean. Like, I would love to see him not, like, straight-jacketed into this, uh, this movie with its particular agenda or not, or whatever you yeah, want to call it. Yeah, it's called Malignant. And yeah, it fucking rocks. Yeah, it fucking rips. Like, could we, we could have gotten a movie like that. I know. Yeah, so, um. Malignant rules. Yeah, we should. That we were talking about rewatching movies. We should rewatch *Malignant* sometime. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So I think it's. I think it's fine. I think it's totally fine. I think there's. Um. Yeah. There's a lot of like bits of James Wan uh, directorial flourish. I don't like Patrick Wilson. No, he's just a rock. I, he is a rock that stands next to. Um. He he's just a rock that stands next to Vera Farmiga. Yeah, I mean, his job is to sit there and have, like, a little tiny Patrick Wilson closed mouth smile. Uh, and, um... At least in Insidious, he's like, that old woman is staring at me, and he's, like, scared about stuff. <laughs> and his, his, yeah, his other job is to, like, uh, stare at the camera with his mouth open in, like, a perfect circle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like... I'm just not charmed by him. I find him so... He's an empty nothing man. Yeah. And, like, in some senses that's good because you can fill in whatever you want. But I know enough empty nothing men that I know there is nothing in there. So yeah, I'm just, he, like... He is, like, 50% of Chris Pratt roles. You could interchange them and nothing would happen. Nothing would happen. Yeah, I mean, I think Chris Pratt at this point is smarmier than Patrick Wilson is, but I think he could... I think... At least Chris Pratt is like a comedic actor, and he's good in funny stuff. Potentially, yeah. When when he's good, he's good, but... Yeah, you know. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't love him as being such a big part of this movie. I don't like the focus on the Warrens, I think, like, aside from all of the... I don't know what the focus is, because the focus isn't on the family, and the focus isn't on the no. Warrens. Well, the family are not characters. No. And the Warrens are just, like, superheroes that have powers. They're um, not interesting either, because... They're not interesting characters. Yeah. Because they're not the... They're in... not allowed to be wrong. They're not the interesting part of this story. No. In my opinion. But they're the, you know, people that we have a bunch of tapes from their perspective and whatever, so... And, you know. We need her permission to make this. That's probably a big part of it. So, yeah, I think even, like, outside of all the, like, propaganda-y stuff, I don't love that focus. And then I'm just not charmed by this movie. There's there's not enough in it where I'm like, ooh, this is good and crunchy and I like it. I see um, why people like it. I do. Sure, yeah. I mean, there's, like, stuff in there that that's pretty good. Like, uh, I think, like, it is... Like, I gotta give it its flowers. It has its moments. It it is like an effective horror movie, which we have watched some some movies for this podcast that are not. Yeah, it, that. it's also the most PG thirteen rated R movie you will ever of see. all fucking time, right? And I love just like them to get a little more rated R if it's going to be rated R. Yeah, at We're that point, about... I think you could add a little bit more 
Something, We're something. talking about exorcism movies. Blood. The something. Exorcist is like the original. Oh, the rating system doesn't go far enough for The Exorcist. It's rated X. Yeah, this do is, some shit. You know, nothing you see in this movie is anything that you wouldn't see in Disney's Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I agree with that. hundred percent. It's all like hangings and yeah. like demons and things like stuff but we don't even it's not even like we see a cool demon it's no, like a person a demon. with like white face makeup that looks you a little dirty someone with like cat eye uh contact in. yeah someone whose clothes are a little dirty who's like <laughs> should we rate this movie yes it's funny because insidious is pg-13 yeah and it feels these, these very feel like PG-13. identical they do almost. they do feel isn't Cities PG-13? It is, isn't it? It has to be. Sinister is the one that's rated R. Um, yes. Yes, it is. Uh, because... Because because that actually has... Well, that has blood in it and stuff. I, it's true. I could argue rated R for that one. Yeah, I could I could argue it. I mean, we, we've talked about our opinion on, like, rated R horror movies. Like, we, we think it should just be... Just go rated R. Like, just fucking yeah. do it. It doesn't help that the MPAA was like, yeah, none of the content makes us rated R. It's just the vibes. It's just so scary. We're not allowed to make PG-13 movies scary, so I think that says enough to me. Yeah, I I think that says enough. I can't find this anywhere. Why can't I just find ratings anywhere? I know, this is like weirdly difficult to to find out. Insidious is PG-13. So, Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, speaking of ratings, let's rate this movie. Let's go. Uh, first up is the spookiness rating. How good were these scares and the vibes? Opal, what would you give it? I think this is a little bit hurt by the fact that it's a jump scare movie because once you've yeah. seen it, it's not going to be as effective a second time. But I think based on kind of like the first time I saw it, I found it kind of scary you know i I think it's maybe a three it's maybe like the strength of it is that it has its scary moments i would say it is the good part of the movie i think it is effectively shot to make you scared i think yeah it is a bit telegraphed for my taste but like it is good yeah when you know it's coming you know it's coming yeah which uh, you know i I like i like three for it I, i think it's too long to be super scary like the two hours bit and not like 90 minutes um Makes me feel like I am a little bit trapped in a more boring movie. Um, and I would like it to be a little more fast-paced. So. Yeah, it could have carried that momentum, but it loses all of it basically towards the middle to end. Yeah, and even the ending where it's supposed to be like riding on the scary momentum, it just it goes on even, too long. It can't even be scary anymore because it's just so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up is the watchability. Uh, how easy is it to throw this movie on and have a good time? Yeah, I mean, it is, like I said, I think it drags a little bit at times. Yeah. But, you know, I... I think first viewing, this is like a four, and subsequent viewings, it's like a two. Yeah, I was gonna give it a three, which I guess is kind of the average. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's in the middle. It's like, um... Because I agree with that. Yeah, I think, like, watching this in a theater is probably pretty fucking fun. Yeah, I bet uh, that first night of this coming out was a blast. Yeah, 100%. totally. I can totally see why it had, like, a big opening weekend, Yeah, you know? Um, like, it had a bigger opening weekend than, like, Pacific Rim or something, which is, like, the week before it. 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, but like, I do think it's a, t- a bit too long. It's um, a little long. Yeah. And I think it is a little too set up punchline. It overstays its welcome. So. And then it gets like a little too cool for its own good. Yeah. And then just the other stuff that just makes me annoyed just gives it like negative charisma yeah. value, which brings <laughs> us. I have to pick apart the Warrens as a concept now. Which, like, it pretends that it's giving you uh, uh, a realistic appraisal of. When it is absolutely not, it is giving you the most, like... uh, We just believe them. Yeah, it is giving you the most punched up and overly uh, 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 nice, I guess, look at the Warrens. Yeah. um, That they do not deserve. Um, Which brings us... yeah. Which brings us to the Vincent Price... Vampirating. How good were the uh, overall performances and the campiness? It's really difficult because I don't think anyone stands out in this movie no. at all. No. You could argue for the mom a little bit. She does okay. She does okay, but like by the end, she's just got a bag over her head because they don't want to show you her <laughs> face anymore. I don't know if that's why, but yeah. It, we could have had more of her doing stuff. I, like, for me, I'm comfortable giving this, like, a really low vamp rating because it's not campy and fun. No, it's got um, too many, like, kind of nothing, like, younger actors. I don't it. like the cast. Yeah, there's way too much, like, random child actor nothing scenes. There's two separate useless child actors. Like, little kid child actors. In different locations that yeah. we have to revisit. Yeah, yeah. One of them is not even, like, important to the plot. They just ha- Oh, we had... We didn't have enough useless child actor in the movie, so we added additional useless child actor scenes in to make you go like, oh, this is nothing. Some of the scares are a little camp, though. So I don't want to go one. Maybe like a two for me. Uh, there's like no blood and guts in this movie. It no, could, I'm there giving really it, isn't. I'm giving it a one. Yeah. It's just the charisma value for me. It has nothing. It, it has doesn't, no have, it doesn't have a lot of charisma, no. Yeah. It, it is, if this movie was a little bit more charismatic about it, I would really like it. But the fact that it has so little is what keeps me from signing on. Maybe because we're talking about God so much. Yeah, I, I think that's a that lot to do to with it. That tends to be like a bummer and kind of embarrassing. It is embarrassing. It is cringe. It's super cringe when you're literally putting text on the screen that says God exists. It's like, yeah, thanks. Stop banging on my door now, please. Yeah, um, I'm I'm politely asking you to leave my doorstep and to not hand me your pamphlet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. That's the conjuring. That what we conjured up some takes for sure. You know, we you were worried that this wouldn't be a fun podcast to you. I know, but then I started talking <laughs> about Casey Anthony. Yeah, I th- I think we had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> not related yeah, well, but well. So what happens happens well, when we get into this room and start talking you don't know what I'm gonna say <laughs> uh, speaking of having a good time and we won't know what happens until oh, it right. happens <laughs> and it's up to me it's up to me now. It's the movie sack time. Okay, I think... Bring I me think the what, sack. I think what we have left in here are all winners. 
Ooh, if this isn't a winner, I'm gonna laugh. Ooh, let me uh, let me uh, reconsult my <laughs> list really quick. What if there aren't winners and you do pull the one not winner? Hold on, they're all winners. Okay. I don't think you're gonna be disappointed with anything you pull out here. <laughs> and that's a bold thing to say. So this but... is the this is the movie side segment. This is the part of the show where I pull a random movie out of the movie sack. Opal, you pick the movies that go in. Uh huh. I pull a random one that comes out. That's yeah. the movie we watch next week. Yeah. And it's gonna be Cube. Yeah, let's go for Cube. We just did Saw. Let's do fucking Cube. Cube came first. Let's fucking go. I, uh, you secretly, maybe not secretly, because you you will you're not shy about telling people this. You're a Cube head. What? <laughs> You've seen all these movies. I saw all of them. I don't know if I'm a Cuboid. You like Cube? What would you call Cube? You're fans? practically a rhombus. No. <laughs> Hold on, that's a different shape. <laughs> um, cube. Uh, I, I did see all of them. You're right. That, that, they're, they're all a little embarrassing, but they're, but gonna they're be fun. fun. <laughs> they <laughs> are cube, fun. Cube's gonna be a good time. I'm looking forward to doing cube. That's why I wanted to do cube. Tune, tune in next week for cube. Let's go. Um, Let's go, cube heads. <laughs> it's always heads. I need to come up with better fan names. Then X heads. Cuboids. Cuboids. Cube crew. Hey, Cube crew. What's up? <laughs> hey, what's up, Cube crew? <laughs> cube crew. That's good. YouTube. Uh, okay, Opal. Uh, in the meantime, where can everyone catch you on net? <laughs> don't catch me. <laughs> yeah, don't catch me with your net. <laughs> <laughs> your big butterfly net. Yeah. You can find me at opal.card.co. That's where my socials are. And you can find the podcast Twitter at Scary Pair. Yep. Tell me if you think the Marco Polo thing is cheating or not. Okay, fine. Put up a poll. I will. After this comes up. Yeah, yeah. We'll release the episode and yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll poll our audience. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at putrid underscore imp and puppeteer click uh, on Twitter. I do another show at Level With You Pod. Uh, that's a World of Warcraft classic podcast where we play a few hours of that and talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Opal. I think we're done. She made me do it. I think we've cracked the case. I think we've excised the ghost of having to talk about the country. Ooh, you're right. You're right, though. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>